Good morning, my friends. Joe Zenk uh, coming to you today. It is Monday, June 1st. Welcome to the month of June um, and welcome to Ordinary Time. We step into Ordinary Time for the first time since late February when we entered into Lent. Now I'm going to speak out of both sides of my mouth because while I say welcome to Ordinary Time, today isn't Ordinary time, it's not an ordinary day, as odd as that is, because today is a feast day. And actually, June 1st here is the uh, feast of Mary, the mother of the church. And so while we thought that uh, we would be finished with the Gospel of John after we ended uh, chapter 17 on Friday, or excuse me, on Thursday, and then went to John chapter 21, and, uh, and on Friday and Saturday it ended his Gospel uh, well, we're going to stay in John for a while, and you'll see why uh, this particular selection was uh, chosen for this feast day, Mary, Mother of the Church. Uh, very obvious once we listen to it. Um, I hope you are well. I hope you are safe. I hope you uh, are just feeling God's proximity uh, in your day today, um, regardless of where you are. So let's uh, listen to the Word of God today, shall we? Uh, for those who want to follow along, we are going to read from John chapter 19, verses 25 to 34. John 19, 25 to 34. Let's listen to the word of God. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Standing by the cross of Jesus were his mother and his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary of Magdala. When Jesus saw his mother and the disciple there whom he loved, he said to his mother, Woman, behold your son. Then he said to the disciple, Behold your mother. And from that hour the disciple took her into his home. After this, aware that everything was now finished, in order that the scripture might be fulfilled, Jesus said, I thirst. There was a vessel filled with common wine. So they put a sponge soaked in wine on a sprig of hyssop and put it to his mouth. When Jesus had taken the wine, he said, It is finished. And bowing his head, he handed over his spirit. Now since it was the preparation day, in order that the bodies might not remain on the cross on the Sabbath, for the Sabbath day of that week was a solemn one, the Jews asked Pilate that their legs be broken and they be taken down. So the soldiers came and broke the legs of the first, and then of the other one who was crucified with Jesus. But when they came to Jesus and saw that he was already dead, they did not break his legs. But one soldier thrust his lance into his side, and immediately blood and water flowed out. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So, brothers and sisters, I want to tell a couple of stories today, if I may. Uh, stories that uh, took place from over the weekend and, uh, and just yesterday on the Feast of Pentecost, and then hope to tie it into uh, today. And the first story is this. My son Seamus uh, our oldest, Renee's and my oldest, lives in Minneapolis. And as you all know, Minneapolis has been the epicenter of uh, what's been going on in our country 
the social unrest, the racial unrest, the questions that, that are happening uh, within our country as to what is going on and how do we move beyond these 400 years of racial discrimination and separation. So Thursday night was the night that um, down on Lake in Minnehaha in Minneapolis, the uh, precinct was taken over and burned and uh, a number of other businesses. And Friday, uh, late afternoon, Seamus, uh, who has been working um, for the University of Minnesota, uh, but working out of his house, took place in a peaceful march um, on the north side of Minneapolis. Uh, most of the uh, uh, demonstrations, uh, mo- not the demonstration, demonstrations have been taken all over, the peaceful protests, but the, the rioting and the burning was taking place on the south side of Minneapolis. Well, he took place in this, in this march, and I was very proud of him. We told him that. Uh, because this is the time we must um, stand with all and, uh, and make sure everyone's voices are heard. And on Saturday, he went down to the target that was burned and looted and uh, went down to that area, and he and a group of friends began helping assist in the cleanup of that area. Well, yesterday, Sunday, he uh, took place in the peaceful march that was taking place uh, from U.S. Bank Stadium and then went out onto the interstate, um, I-35W, that was a mere four blocks or so from his home. And uh, he was standing uh, on the interstate uh, next to the memorial. That was the the 35W. It was the bridge they were on that collapsed about 10 years ago, for those who remember that. And he was standing next to the memorial in honor of those who died during that bridge collapse. And they were all taking a knee. Uh, I suspect taking a knee um, for George Floyd, uh, whose life passed for all those others uh, who have been victims of police brutality, uh, maybe even for the memorial of those who died on the bridge. But uh, they were all taking a knee when a tanker truck drove up very quickly and had uh, passed through the barricades and... um, by the grace of God, the crowd separated in time and no one was hurt. But the, the truck uh, stopped 20 feet from where Seamus was. And Seamus immediately texted us, let us know, because we didn't know what was going on, that he was okay, let us know the situation. And you can imagine how parents would feel helpless five hours away in the midst of this. And uh, again, we let him know how proud we were of him um, let him know what if he needed anything to be in touch with us and asked him to stay inside as the curfew uh, descended over the city. I bring this story up, brothers and sisters, because just yesterday, the day that this happened, that this truck went into a crowd of 5,000, 6,000 people uh, in a peaceful protest asking for um, equal voice, uh, was Pentecost Sunday. And if you recall the marvelous reading from Pentecost, and if you don't, I urge you, uh, either go back and watch the Mass on our YouTube or, or, or just read Acts chapter 2. But there's that gorgeous um, reading where the, the apostles 
are all the disciples, not just the apostles. The disciples are in the upper room, afraid, doors locked, and a strong, powerful wind came and, and tongues as a flame, and they couldn't stay within those rooms. And so they went outside and they each spoke, but yet there were people of all different languages that were out there hearing them. Uh, they said, are we not Parthians and Medes and, and from Mesopotamia and Judea and, uh, and other parts of the nation? It goes on to, and, and names about 12. But yet each of us hears these people speaking in their own native language of the mighty acts of God. God. That brothers and sisters, the words of God and the and the the action of God bridges culture. And it bridges whatever it is that separates us and creates this unity, this oneness. There, I mean, all of the last two weeks, it's all we've been talking about is the God the Father and Jesus are one, and now Jesus and his disciples need to be one. And this is what the Spirit of God does. It brings us into that unity in our diversity. I know I've spoken about that a hundred times, but I think it's very, it's very apt on the Feast of the Pentecost where that's exactly what it's saying. Is it saying, brothers and sisters, God bridges our differences, and we each speak our own language, but God bridges that and brings us together as one, whether we are Medes or Parthians or from parts of Mesopotamia or Judea or Galilee or wherever it is, it is God that brings us together. And so, my friends, I do not know as a white male what it's like to be a black man. Um, in this country. I don't know what it's like to be a, a person of color. And they have a voice that I need to listen to in order to understand them. I need to sit and stop and hear them and understand them so that I can be one with them. And they me. It is not a one-way street here. I don't know what it's like, brothers and sisters, to be a woman in a culture that doesn't value them at the same monetary level, that they're only paid 70 cents for every dollar that, uh, that I am paid. That doesn't make sense to me. How is that possible? What is it like to be a woman in the midst of that? I need to listen to that and understand that. I don't know what it's like to be a gay man or a lesbian woman and, and feel the need to hide that part of who I am in order, before I bring it out, in order to make sure it's safe and that I'll be okay or loved in the midst of this community if I speak who I am. I need to listen to that, brothers and sisters. Our God invites us. I mean, this week we're going to speak, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to celebrate the Feast of the Holy Trinity. And again, that idea that God is three persons, yet one. Brothers and sisters, God is the one that unifies us. Whether we are Medes or Parthians or Mesopotamians or Judeans, there's nothing wrong with any of those. But we need to listen to one another and hear the mighty acts of God that happen within them. Or, brothers and sisters, we will die separately. What does this have to do with this feast day today? Because Mary, brothers and sisters, is the mother of our church. It is such a beautiful reading. 
Because remember, now in our memory, and I know I'm going long today, forgive me, but, but I'm feeling the need. It is, it's very easy in John's gospel to just place John in the role of the disciple whom Jesus loved. Oh, the disciple sitting his head on the, on the chest of Jesus. That's, that's just John, you know, the disciple whom Jesus loved. And he's at the foot of the cross. And so um, Jesus is giving Mary to John. And in one sense, yes. But in the other sense, no. What is happening is at the foot of the cross was the mother of Jesus, his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary of Magdala. And when Jesus saw his mother and the disciple there whom he loved, doesn't say John. In fact, John is never mentioned in, in his own gospel. It says the disciple whom he loved, which is who? It's you and it's me. Because we stand at the foot of the cross, brothers and sisters, with those who are castigated, with those who are persecuted, with those who are placed on the outskirts of society, the disciple whom Jesus loved. And Jesus said to us, the disciple whom he loved, woman, behold your son, us, the ones who follow Jesus, the ones whom he loves and whom we love. And then he says to the disciple, to you and me, behold your mother. Jesus in his last act gives Mary to you and I and gives us to Mary. It's how we can say Mary is the mother of the church, of you and I. But it doesn't just stop there because then Jesus says, I thirst. And I'm going to steal this part, brothers and sisters, from Father James Martin a uh, Jesuit priest. But Father, Jesuit, uh, Father, Father James Martin said this, brothers and sisters, we as disciples who stand at the foot of the cross, who stand with those who are persecuted, cannot stand with Jesus, the one who was oppressed by the weight of the cross in his back and drove him down. The one who said, I thirst. We cannot stand with him and not stand then with people like George Floyd who were oppressed by the weight of a knee who said, I can't breathe and asked for water. We cannot stand with one and not stand with the other. We are called to stand with the oppressed, period, period. Whether they are right or wrong, we are called to stand with them in their oppression and love them. Because Mary did. Because the disciple whom Jesus loved did. And Mary is our mother. And we are the disciples whom Jesus loves now. My second story, and then I will end. Yesterday, on the Feast of the Pentecost, we uh, are not back in the Diocese of Green Bay giving communion yet. We are having mass yet. We were giving communion for the first time. So we had communion services. And I was at St. Anne with Donna Schmitz and Terry Winkle. And we had the doors open on the north and south side of the church for people to come in one side. We had a brief communion service and go out the other. Well, it was a beautiful morning. The sun was shining. And, uh, and 
Well, the Holy Spirit yesterday didn't look like a dove to us. It looked like a swallow. A swallow came flying in one of the doors and it flew around within the church for about a half hour because, bless it, it couldn't find its way back out. And so there it just flew above us, you know, as we're giving these communion services, uh, round and round and round. It would rest some and then go round and round and round. Again, calling, calling out, because uh, there was a nest right outside one of the doors, calling out, I'm sure, to its children. But what happened was, after about a half hour, another swallow must have heard its calls and flew in that same door. <laughs> Actually, a different door that we opened up, because then we opened up a whole bunch of doors trying to say, hey, swallow, go out. <laughs> so it flew in a different door because it hurt its friend. And for about two, three, maybe four minutes, the two of those swallows flew around together, maybe until the one could gain trust in the second. And then the one who had flown in second to get its friend, who hurt its friend, then flew low and flew out a different door. And its friend watched and followed, and both of them flew out and were gone. Brothers and sisters, We can't get through this time alone or we're just going to fly around in circles. We need our God to show us the way out of this mess that our culture is in. We need Mary as mother of our church to come in and show us the way out. And we need each other. We need to listen to the language each other speaks and realize the mighty acts of God speak within those two. And they are And in listening, we understand that we are one. And we know our way home. Let's pray. We are uh, praying now, my friends, the sorrowful mysteries. And as I <laughs> totally <laughs> didn't uh, prepare for this, I have to look at what the sorrowful mysteries are because those are the ones that I always screw up and get the wrong one first. So we're going to pray uh, a decade of the rosary. And so I just uh, give you a moment of silence for whatever intention you would like to pray for today. And so let us pray. The first sorrowful mystery, the agony in the garden. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. 
Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins. Save us from the fires of hell. Lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Grace and peace to you, my friends. Uh, may you feel the presence not only of our loving God, uh, of the one who was oppressed and loved, but may you feel the presence today of our loving mother, Mary, the mother of our church, near you. God bless.